So there's a big issue that no one is talking about. Um, and no one on the government side is talking about it because Bitcoin is difficult to understand. Crypto is difficult to understand. Uh, and so they haven't really gotten into the weeds yet. But they're on to you guys. They are on to you guys big time. You know, the tornado cash sanction came out, I guess, a, a day or two ago. Uh, the tornado cash they is a mixer. And a mixer in crypto is specifically built for purpose to hide funds that uh, are coming from criminals, right? Some argue that it's for privacy, but, you know, the government assumes, maybe incorrectly, but, you know, right now they assume you're a criminal if you want to use a mixer. Now, good people might want to use a mixer because they get paid. And the idea with the mixer, I guess, is that uh, everything coming out is now clean. Is this their idea? In my opinion, when I think about a mixer, you have, um, if you know that 30 coins are going in that are bad, right? 30 coins going in that are good, when it comes out, I still will assume that 30 of those coins are going to be bad. I'm going to assume that, that I don't know which ones they, they, uh, are bad and where they actually are now. So I'm just going to flag maybe a random output of 30 of these coins is bad, right? But if I don't know, I'll taint the whole thing, right? I'll, I'll just say that all of them are bad since I don't know which ones are bad. Um, so I don't know a lot about the tornado story. I don't know what uh, triggered the government to flag, all, you know, the entire tornado cash uh, project. It's probably because they recognize certain wallets that they flagged, right, as being on a sanction list, like maybe being from Iran, Iran as using this thing, as using Tornado Cash to hide their criminal activity, to money launder, right? To, to And there was an article just the other day where Iran was celebrating, basically, uh, they were basically coming out and saying, uh, smiling about it. Oh yeah, this is how we import, this is how we get around U.S. sanctions is we use cryptocurrencies. <laughs> okay. Not looking good for the crypto industry, right? Well, the point I want to make here goes beyond just tornado cash, right? It, this is going to affect Bitcoin, Ethereum, pretty much every single coin, proof of work, proof of stake in that. None of the miners are validators in a proof of stake system, but none of, I'm just going to use miners and focus on Bitcoin, but just know that it can apply to any crypto. And that's because none of the miners are validators that process transactions in any, in any, any open um, cryptocurrency, any cryptocurrency that claims to be decentralized. Uh, no miner is actually, um, that I know of, right, is actually ignoring um, transactions from flagged addresses. They're processing them, you know. Um, and maybe a few miners have some kind of blacklist that they don't want to tell people about. I don't know. I mean, maybe some do. But um, currently, it's not a big deal for, the, for these, you know, for terrorists or for, for anyone on the sanctions list they're still getting their transactions processed by some miner. Some miner is doing it out there. We don't know who, but some miner is. And I would actually argue that even the U.S. miners, 
they're not KYCing, right? They're not, maybe they have an address block list that they just don't include these, you know, transactions just personally. I don't know. That'd be a good question to ask them. Um, but on the whole, they're not doing it. And they also, when, when someone um, sends a transaction to a Bitcoin miner, they have to pay a fee. Now, if this fee was tainted, if it, if it was from an illicit source, a bad wallet, whatever, or, or later found to be bad, this fee is going to the Bitcoin miner. And the Bitcoin miner is usually combining it with their reward that they get, right? The reward that they get, the newly issued Bitcoins. And my problem here is that you're combining old old coins, old US, old UTXOs that existed before with supposedly new coins, right? Newly created coins. I think that those should be separated, right? I was told that the, the, the basically the miner gets to decide how, you know, how the reward is sent, right? But, but typically in the last block I just looked up, they combined it. It was the output was to one address, 6.46 Bitcoins. Um, the fee right now that they get is 6.25. So we've got 2.21 added, right, that are coming from fees of Bitcoin uh, added to the same, the same as the newly fresh Bitcoins that were just created and that were won in this reward. So in my mind, now the entire pot is t- should be tainted. Right. Because the Bitcoin miner didn't didn't uh, now they should be tainted if the source of any of those fees, right, of any of those previous fees uh, were considered illicit. Right. So I hopefully you can see the problem here is the Bitcoin miners, the Ethereum validators or miners, uh, they're basically sneaking in potentially fees from illicit sources that's that's immediately being called I think by chain analysis as new coin, new issuance. I don't know if chain analysis actually distinguishes the two out, but I doubt it. Um, That's a problem. This is a way to money launder. So, right, this is a way for money laundering to happen. All you need is a bad guy with criminal proceeds in crypto to pair up with a Bitcoin miner where the big, you know, they send their transactions to this Bitcoin miner and they, um, they send them really large fees and it could be from a, you know, illicit source, criminal activity. And the Bitcoin miner says, yeah, we'll put your transaction in and chain analysis may flag that, but no one cares if the Bitcoin miners um, include it in the block right now, right? They're not being told to not include these, at least I, you know, not that I've heard. So they're able to then clean these coins, right? They're cleaning these coins through fees from illicit sources and then they're being flagged as now new coins, right? Because there's a new, there's a premium on these new coins because they have no history, right? Because this is the original transaction for the reward. Well, that's false if they're including fees, you know, Bitcoin from the fees. Like they had history, right? So does chain analysis consider that history or do they not consider that history? How do they separate out the fees? right? Previous coins that were paid to the Bitcoin miner from the newly issued coins, especially if the Bitcoin miners are combining both, both sources and, and then, you know, the pretending like, oh, this is just new, newly issued, right? This is a way to money launder. And I was just thinking about um, Ethereum, right? 
had huge high fees and uh, different occasions, usually when there's like a NFT uh, <laughs> grab bag spike, right, where they're launching this thing and there's only so many of them. People are flooding the blockchain, right, with high fees because the fees go higher up, the more demand. Well, you could easily sneak in your little money, money laundering transaction and nobody would be suspicious. They'd be just, oh, there's a high fee here. I guess they were trying to get an NFT. Or you just slip in your money laundering transactions whenever um, there's there's activity on the blockchain. So this is a huge problem. Now, I'm not advocating people do that. I'm just explaining how this could be seen as money laundering. This is money laundering to me. It's money laundering if you're hiding the transaction path. And when the Bitcoin miners say that I'm going to combine these newly fresh coins with no history with the fees, with the coins they got in fees from past transact, you know, from past Bitcoin, because all the fees that get sent to a miner are technically Bitcoins that have history, right? They, the previous Bitcoin that were mined. Now they're combining them with the new Bitcoin, the new reward, um, and they're not carrying that taint, right? Or they're not carrying history. Taint is usually something that follows a coin when it's illicit or that it's thought to be illicit, an illicit actor thought to be involved with criminal activity, uh, whatever. But but now you're mixing that, right? So I think the Bitcoin miners need to be separating out, you know, fees that they get um, from uh, transactions uh, in a you know, separate address than the newly issued reward that they're getting. Um, you know, and this is going to become more and more of a problem you know, the, the reward in Bitcoin halves every, I don't know, four years. I always talk about this. This is going to become a huge problem when fees uh, have to become more of a percentage of the reward than the, the newly issued uh, Bitcoin. Uh, and who knows? Who knows if it's going to work out for the Bitcoiners? Um, because I can't see people wanting to pay large fees. Um, you know, unless they're doing it to money launder, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're going to have to scrutinize these, these fees a lot, a lot harder. This is a, this is a huge problem for the entire space, Ethereum, Bitcoin, right? Um, in the tornado, tornado, uh, cash issue, there was a thread going around and I read it and it was saying, Hey, you might be implicated if you're like an Ethereum validator or miner. If you're touching these flagged, uh, you know, sanctioned wallets. So maybe the Bitcoin miners are going to have to start, you know, um, actually complying with the laws, right? They think that they can just get around everything because they've invented some new technology. Uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be, they're going to learn a very important lesson. And that is they're not above the law, right? And I hope, I hope they're scared shitless of this issue with Bitcoin mining fees, right? The Bitcoin mining fees that they get. So I could argue that a Bitcoin miner is profiting off of money laundering, right? Because they're allowing a bad guy to get a transaction in. They're being paid to do it, right? And then they're using illicit funds themselves. So some of the, so the Bitcoin miners that process bad, bad transactions or, or from bad guys, doing illegal stuff, right? Uh, they're profiting, they're, they're providing a service to them. That's called money laundering. 
they're also getting paid to do it. That's called participation. <laughs> I don't know the legal term, but it's definitely participation. They're also profiting off of potential money laundering activity because they're, this is the fee, right? That they, they're, they're, <laughs> they're getting a piece of that, that it looks to me like everyone is just flagging the entire reward, which is the reward plus the fees, the newly issued plus the fees where they have previous history. Everyone is sort of flagging this as newly issued crypto. It doesn't have a history. Now I could be wrong. Uh, somebody pointed out to me if Coinbase, if, you know, if, if chain analysis is actually distinguishing between, you know, if someone has 6.46 newly uh, Bitcoin from a block, a miner, are they distinguishing that 0.21 of that is, is prior, got a prior history? But how are they going to do that? Are they, I mean, how, what would be the, the arbitrary method? of then flagging 0.21 out of that 6.46 address, you know, whenever it moves, how are they going to flag it? They can't possibly, they just have to taint the whole thing. In my opinion, if it's, if they can prove that it's from an illicit source, that's why I would recommend these Bitcoin miners start um, at least separating out like the big reward that they're getting from the fees that they're getting. Um, So, You know, the Bitcoin miners have gotten such a free pass, such a free pass. I have called them money transmitters in the past um, because they're fundamentally moving value for people for a fee. I mean, the broadest definition of a money transmitter, I think that they fit. Um, Now, the narrowest is, well, they don't actually accept the money. They don't actually hold it themselves. Yeah, but they put a stamp and they publish, they put a stamp of approval. They basically publish the blockchain. They're needed. They're an intermediary. They're needed for the blockchain to exist. Um, so it doesn't matter that anyone in theory could be a miner, which sort of isn't true. You have to have, you know, so much capital now. Maybe that was the case back in the day, but it's definitely not the case now. But the Bitcoin, you know, the Bitcoin miners, these people, they really think that they're above the law. Um, and that, that's kind of what pisses me off. Um, I think this is a huge problem and of course they don't want to talk about it because, um, because it makes them look, look really bad. They're not going to have an answer. I doubt any of these Bitcoiners or Ethereum people are going to have an answer, uh, a why they, they can somehow just ignore the Bitcoin that, that goes to the miners in, in the terms of fees to process transactions, why that why should that be just included with the newly newly issued coins that are rewarded? Why should they, they be considered the same thing? Why shouldn't we look at, at the fees and say, well, these coins still have history? You know, and if, if they're coming from a bad actor who's trying to money launder, uh, either they committed a crime themselves right? Or they're just trying to hide the flow of the coins. So if it's the case that they're working with a Bitcoin miner and they're giving them maybe huge amounts of fees, right? Uh, they could be working with them to get that money out because if this history doesn't, if the history jumps, right? From an old, old uh, transaction um, in the form of a fee, and then it just immediately goes to this new miner, and it's combined with these newly issued coins, 
into one address, that history doesn't flow. Or does it? Does chain analysis actually put those two together? Um, because they should. So number one, they could, you know, Bitcoin miners could be, could be, uh, could be um, benefiting from um, criminal activity uh, by people who send them the fees, or they could be partnering with these people, the bad people. Say a wallet gets flagged. Well, it can't go to Coinbase, right? How do these people get, get money out? Well, I guess they, they make a transaction. Bitcoin miner includes it because the Bitcoin miner doesn't give a shit right now. They're not, um, and what happens is a little bit of that, so that they're tracking the wallet, right? So they're tracking this transaction from this address is going to another address. So chain analysis says, oh, yeah, we're all over that, right? We're all over that. But what's happening is that uh, the miner is getting a little piece of that. And it could be a big piece. Again, it could be a huge fee. I don't know. So that's a way to draw off, right, that, that illicit fund, that, that criminal activity to a miner, like to a miner that might work with you, <laughs> might work, be working with a criminal to, you know, you know, under the table, hey, you pre-process by transaction here, we'll give you, you know, some breadcrumbs, we'll give you a piece of the action. So you could probably accuse any Bitcoin miner of doing that. How are they going to prove otherwise, right? I mean, you'd have to dig into all their, their dealings. That would be super hard to prove. But I'm sure, I guarantee you, there's some Bitcoin miners who are doing that. Right, who are taking a piece of the action, getting in the transaction that they know this person has been flagged. They know that maybe they can't get a, an account at Coinbase. Right, they know this. Maybe it's been hacked. Maybe maybe it's stolen. Maybe whatever. Uh, they know this, and so what they're doing is they're money laundering through Bitcoin mining. Now, there's another way to mon money launder through Bitcoin mining. And that's through, you're basically taking electricity, which you have to pay for with dollars, right? And it looks like an electricity bill. You're turning that into Bitcoin, right? So, so there's another way that Bitcoin miners could be, or, or whoever, these validators, right? And Ethereum could be money laundering, right? Is they're, 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 they're basically pretending like they're needing all this power, right? And they're buying all this equipment. It looks legitimate. But maybe they're buying it with with uh, money that uh, they got, you know, through criminal activity. Who knows? What I'm saying is, it's hard to match up money money buying electricity, money buying uh, computers, money buying um, I don't know uh, a warehouse to put all your Bitcoin miners in, uh, electricity for the AC for the powering of them. It's hard to track that, and then tr and then. The flow of that into Bitcoin that's been mined. It's hard, it's hard to do that. So, but that's an, that's this totally separate way that they could be participating in money laundering. Um, but I wonder what percent of the Bitcoin mining or Ethereum, you know, validating and proof of stake space actually deal as actually an avenue for people who want to money launder. And, you know, the government, the government, um, you know, is after money laundering, right? They're after criminal activity. And I think that they've been slow. Hopefully they've been waking up, right? But if you don't want the government tracking your transactions, right, you need to repeal the law. I've been saying this for a long time. Repeal BSA. 
Stop trying to invent technology to skirt around the law. This is what I, you know, I, this, I have a lot of problem with Bitcoiners, but this is one of my major issues with them is no, 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 no. They've created a technology that they think skirts laws. They think they can get away with the law, right? Uh, because they think they've created a, a creative little loophole that gets them out. I've got news for you. <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not abiding by the law. That's being a criminal. That's called being a criminal, trying to get around the law through a creative little solution. <laughs> I don't think that's going to fly. Um, I think that the days of Bitcoin and crypto are, are kind of limited. I mean, I think it'll still hobble around, but this, this idea that the Bitcoin miners, uh, can just money launder at will, right? Or, you know, take these fees potentially from bad sources and mix them, right? Mix them with these newly issued coins. I'm going to use that terminology. They fundamentally, this is what this guy did. I, I forgot the block, but I looked at it, you know, an hour ago. Um, he's mixing. What is he doing? He's combining his, his 6.25 newly issued Bitcoin as a reward with his fees. With his fees. He's mixing newly issued Bitcoin that's supposed to be clean and have no history, right? We're all, we all know it's 6.25, right? With the fees that have history, right? That have history. Is chain analysis on this? What is going on over there? I mean, I hope that they're onto this. Did they, did they flag this? I don't know. I don't know their internal systems. Uh, but they should be or else, you know, I, I, what are you going to do? You're going to say that the Bitcoin miners, you must separate this out. I think that they should. I think that they should have to. Maybe, maybe you can force that in the code of Bitcoin. I don't know. Um, now they're not going to like that. But I think that they should 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 be forced to separate them out and not be able to combine them. But this has been going on since Bitcoin's, you know, inception. This coin, I'm going to call it coin mixing. You know, they, they don't like tornado mixing. Well, if the government is listening, right, probably not. But if the government doesn't like tornado mixing, they really shouldn't like the Bitcoin miner mixing of putting in the same output the uh, UTXOs, right, from the fees of the transactions that they, that they process with the newly issued, newly created, out of thin air Bitcoin reward that's currently sitting at 6.25.